Swamiji, you talked about the ways of getting rid of the ego as being willpower, self-offering. Are there other ways of... Well, there are, of course, many ways. But one particular way that I think is very important is to feel that God is the doer. No matter what you're doing, feel that God is doing it through you. I have found that in this, that uh, things come much better. People may say, but still, I like to have some credit in it too. The more you have of that thought, the less you can accomplish. I know one time after a, a lecture, a sermon that I'd given in the church, um, somebody complimented me on it. and. Um, I said, well, God is the doer. She said, oh, really? <laughs> As if to say, well, I knew it was good. I didn't know it was that good. <laughs> that was not what I meant. I meant that he is able to use this form as well as this form will allow him to. But his is the power with which we breathe. His is the power with which we think. Yogananda said in autobiography of a yogi that thoughts are universally rooted, not individually rooted. They, a man cannot create a thought, he can only reflect it. Our brains are not originally creative things, they're transmitting stations. And you can test that. If you fall into a mood, your energy goes downward. Yogananda used to say, I suffer when I see you have moods, because I see that then Satan gets a hold of you. And the way out of them is to raise your consciousness. So within five minutes, you can change your consciousness by putting consciousness by putting your mind at the point between the eyebrows. As we change our level of consciousness, so a whole new kind of thoughts come to us. So instead of trying to figure things out, you'll find that if you raise your consciousness, ask for an answer to a question, let's say, it will be there even just in a second. I found in writing music, I never write the music. Really, I've done many things in my life. I've written 140 books. I've written about over 400 pieces of music. I've done a lot of things. Some people are always saying, well, how great this is that you've done. I've not done anything. The reason I've been able to do it is that I haven't done it. Mm -hmm. I've allowed it to happen through me. When a melody, when I ask, when I try to write a song, I don't think, now how do I want this melody to go? I, I just um, say, well, I want the melody to say this, this is, what is the melody? And it's there. I don't have to work for it. So I really can't claim credit for anything that I've done in my life. And the extent to which I did claim credit, it would be a failure. <laughs> Swamiji, so, so self-offering, willpower, seeing God as the doer. What about in just daily, moment-to-moment -moment life, trying to get rid of the ego? How do we I would work? say a wonderful practice is to practice the presence of God. Try to feel that you are talking to him, with him. Think you, not he or she. Think you. How shall we do this, God? How shall and think that every sound that you hear, he's trying to say something through you. That may be a fancy, but it helps to make you more sensitive. So that it may be only a car horn, but if you think, God, what message have you got for me in that car horn? It's amazing how much 
uplifted you become. I've found that taking a walk and just offering every move up to him, feel that it's his energy that is moving your body. And if you see a breeze, feel a breeze under your skin, feel it's his breath. You see a leaf trembling and feel that it's he trembling in that. You'll see that gradually you, you become very uplifted. You feel a great joy in the fact that everything is God. Everything is his dream. And yes, even evil is his dream, but it's harder to see evil in uh, as being a part of the dream. Therefore, it's better to concentrate on those things that remind us more of his goodness and his love and his joy. On the spiritual path, people need to take responsibility for what comes to them also. How do you um, mesh those It doesn't those hurt to say, God, you did, you did this mistake through me. But you do have to have enough of a sense that it is a mistake. You can't think, well, there's nothing wrong with it. I can do anything I want. No, I don't mean that way. But if you can say, God, it was your power that I used to hate, to speak wrongly to that person, to do what I, uh, what I have done that is wrong. Um, Jesus said, if your hand offends you, cut it off. So a woman was a thief and she stole with her right hand, so she cut her hand off. She started stealing with her left hand. Oh. <laughs> That's not enough. You have to realize that it's his energy. Withdraw that energy from that act and give it up to him. So it's not that we ignore evil necessarily. It's more that we don't focus on it. I'm you, you, you don't focus. That's right. Because otherwise uh, there is evil and we have to acknowledge it. It can't... Yeah, some people who say everything is God say therefore God... Uh, either God does not know evil, that's what, what um, um, what's her name, Mary Baker Eddy said. Mm. Master said, God must be very stupid if he doesn't know evil. <laughs> Obviously evil exists, but what is evil? Evil is that which takes you away from him. Therefore, why concentrate on it? In fact, what is evil? Evil, let's say you're on a ladder. I've talked of the spine bringing this energy up the spine. Anything that is lower than the energy that you're living on right now is for you evil. Mm. Anything that is higher is good. For example, if a Mahatma Gandhi had decided one day, well, I'm sick of serving humanity, I'm going to go out and become a millionaire. Everybody, even, even worldly people, would say this man has fallen. Mm. On the other hand, if a lazy fellow got up of his bed of rest one day and said, I'm going to become a millionaire, even saints would applaud him. He's using energy. He's putting out some willpower. And so it depends on where you are on this ladder of upliftment. That which is below that will be evil for you. So for a spiritual person to think in terms of worldly things is evil. Mm. But it's not evil for people who are in that. That's their norm. How would one determine the level one is at? Are there stages? Is there a way to sort of gauge where you are? Well, you can actually feel that level in the spine. You can feel that your energy is not down here. Some worldly people, people who are materialistic and sensual, 
you'll see that they're even when they they sound like dogs that wag their tails. They sort of <laughs> their energy is down there. Uh, you can see that people who um, I, I've been interested looking, lying on my back and looking at a spot on the ceiling, and gradually it moves. You might try that. Does it move downward or upward? I see that it always moves downward, which means my eyes are naturally going up here. Mm. But um, if it went sideways, it would mean that I was thinking. Mm. If it went downward, I don't know. But I think that it must mean that your energy is going downward. Swamiji, you mentioned keeping your attention at the point between the eyebrows as a way of raising your energy. Yes. Is that a good practice to do all the time? It is, because this is the seat. Okay, it's, it's an interesting story, I'll tell it completely. When Yogananda wanted to start a school for, for spiritual education, he went to a Maharaja in India, Maharaja Kashimbazar, and the Maharaja wanted to test him to see how much he knew because uh, he was just a young man. So he asked for a few pundits to come in. And Yogananda said, I could see that these pundits were sort of all ready for a theological bullfight. And uh, so he said, well, there's one, we, I want to talk only from realization, not from book learning. There's something I know is not in the Shastras. But the Shastras tell us that the four aspects of consciousness are mon, buddhi, ahankar, chitta, mind, intellect, ego, and feeling. The Shastras say that these are centered in the body. Where are they centered? Well, the scriptures say nothing about where those centers are, and the pundits didn't know. So Yogananda said, well, the mind, mon, is centered here. Buddhi, intellect, is centered here. Ahankar, jitta is, uh, ahankar, ego is here. Chitta is centered in the heart. And uh, these four aspects of mind, this is the intellect. And if you put your mind here, your brain becomes clearer. It's an interesting thing. We know that anatomically, we differ from the animals because we have the frontal lobe of the brain. Dogs' brain heads go back. Ours are this way. And uh, this particular point behind, it's not the eyebrows or a point in the forehead is that just behind that point in the frontal lobe of the brain is where you, you know, you have a doll that's made of sticks and strings, you pick it up at the top knot and it all falls into place. So when you can put your mind here, everything falls into place, you might say. Everything becomes focused. And so to focus your mind here is to clarify your intellect, to become to your, your thoughts become clearer. When you have a question, ask the question here. When I ask for a melody, I ask for it like this, but my mind is going here. So the intellect tells you. Then the ego comes in and uh, the ego says, it's my thought and so on. You have to get rid of that ego. Ego is at the base of the uh, brain here in the medulla oblongata. And that's why people who are egotistical very sort of always hold their head. We speak of them as looking down their nose at everybody, but that's because there's tension back here. 
we have to release that energy and that's why universally all through the world the gesture for humility is a bow releasing this tension here and offering the energy up here and then feeling finally is that which is um, when it's emotional when it gets up uh, gets excited when it has likes and dislikes and reactions and reactions and uh, uh, positive and negative then we become in delusion. That's why Patanjali, the great exponent on yoga, says that yoga is chitta Yoga is neutralizing the vortices of feeling in the heart. When the feeling is calm, then you can know truth as it is. Until then, there's always prejudice, there's always bias. So with that feeling, if you can uplift that feeling toward God, have it completely calm, then you become free.